0: Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Whoop, I guess you can hear me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I am the Bishop of the Burn, Nick. And uh yeah um this episode is going to be really random. Um so I'm flying solo today and the reason I'm flying solo today is um I had uh planned on hopefully having Mike Brinker join me today. However, um Mike has had uh there's a little bit of family stuff going on there. Um I'm not getting into any details cuz that's not any of anybody's business but his but uh you know um suffice to say it's one of those things where we offer up, uh, thoughts and, uh, concerns and prayers and all that. So, um, anyway, hopefully that all ends well and it's, uh, not any sort of thing, but, uh, but it did result in me flying solo today. And so that's okay. We're going to figure this out. Um, not going to lie, probably not going to be the longest episode because, um, I don't really, I have, I have a few housekeeping items to go over. Um, but, uh, You know, we'll go from there. Um, Anyway, I'm going to start this off by smoking a cigar. And the the cigar I'm smoking today comes courtesy of listener Seth. And he sent um, that nice little care package my way recently and included in that. Was the Rojas Rojas Blue Bonnet Lancero, and this Lancero is uh, seven by thirty-eight, featuring an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and Nicaraguan binder and filler. So we're going to go ahead and get this thing cut because I haven't had one of these in a little while, and um, it's a uh, a super good cigar. And Seth said that I uh, either put him onto it or has, or or something, I, I don't remember exactly what he said. he said, or I reminded him of it. One way or the other, he sent me a couple, and uh, I want to thank you, Seth, because uh, it's been a hot minute since I've had one, and I really dig it, so I'm looking forward to this. So it's time to cut the cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. And guys, Dan the Man Ponder, he's still getting in all kinds of great stuff throughout uh throughout the time leading up into the holidays so you're going to want to make sure that you're checking in with dan to see what kind of stuff is hitting the humidor um i know he uh last i knew when i was over there he had some of the fuente rare pinks he had the aladino sumatra there's some really great stuff that's coming through uh the doors at riverman so you're going to want to get your hands on that and if you're in the st louis area you can go by and just browse around and check it out if you're not He does mail order, so you can give him a call. Miss Cindy or Dan or Little John will take your order right there over the phone, and they'll get those cigars shipped out to you right away, and then that way you can be enjoying a nice selection from Riverman Cigar Company yourself. It's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri, and with that, it's time we go ahead and cut the cigar. So I'm going to give this just a little straight cut at the end there. Take that off. And we uh have a slightly closed cap, it's not completely closed, but a little bit of a closed cap there. So we'll see if we can get some cold draw. And this cigar, I get that nice kind of um dried blueberry, ironically kind of thing off of it it's like a dried fruit dried berry and i'm gonna say blueberry because it's a blue bonnet and uh maybe that's my uh uh, impression based off the band but that's what i'm going with i'm going with the blueberry so we're gonna get this thing fired up and going because i have a few things to get into um And it does make my fingers look fat, doesn't it? Anyway, um, <laughs> that's a, a joke. Um, anyway, so starting things off, um, I want to uh start off by pointing out that, um, uh, the parishioners top cigars of 2023 list. Uh, last year, if you recall, we did a, uh, Perisher's Top Cigars of 2022, and, um, that was kind of an impromptu thing. What ended up happening there was, you know, we talked on the show about various, um, top whatever, hey, there it is. I wonder if that totally impacted the stuff from earlier. Sorry, something was, like, here and weird, and anyway, so... Well, if the front half of the show sounds like shit, then I'll know why. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, where was I? Oh, top top list. So, um, the uh, parishioners last year, it was one of those things I was talking about, the cigar uh, 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 aficionado list and the um, cigar journal list. And we were talking about these top cigar lists. And... In the Facebook parishioners group, somebody suggested, and I'll be honest, whoever it was, I'm drawing a blank right now, so I apologize um, for not giving credit where credit's due. But we had a parishioner reach out in that group and basically say, you know, we're hearing about all these other groups. Why the hell don't we do our own? And I thought that was a great idea. So we kind of promoted it, encouraged it, and kind of got it going. And um, what ended up happening was the parishioners commented they made their suggestions. They, they, they nominated cigars in the comments on on Facebook there, and then after a period of time, the nominations were closed, and then we put out some voting, and the prisoners voted, and then we had a way of um, kind of weighing the vote because um, you know everybody's got a ballot with I think it were maybe seventeen cigars you know nominated. And so, you know, you've got to you got to have it have it uh, as a weighted vote um, so that uh, and you were allowed to, I think, vote for your top 10. So you had to have a weighted vote system. So we did that. And uh, by the time it was all said and done, it was the uh, the West Tampa Tobacco Black that took um, the top spot last year. And so um, this year we're going to do it again. Uh, I was actually just texting with Nick Gervais uh, last night, and race. Um, he uh, he he and I were going back and forth. He's probably going to be a little irritated that I'm even bringing this up, but um, circumstances dictated that I had to have something to talk about. So I uh, we were talking about it last night, and details are still being finalized as to how this is going to work this year. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more. Uh, organized a little bit more streamlined and a little bit more um put together last year was definitely slapped together at the last minute and done um quickly but this year we're gonna we, we we've got a little bit of time we're gonna get it all put together nice and uh we'll be unveiling that in the parishioners group and uh other various places here shortly but um but I did want to uh <coughs> go ahead and bring it up so that everybody can start thinking. Pardon me, I had a tickle in the throat. That way everybody can start thinking about what cigars they want to nominate because that's the thing that's coming up here. The first round of this is going to be nominations. And so you're going to want to think about what cigars you want to nominate for the top uh, cigars of the year. Now, unlike other top lists of the year, We have decided that we are not going to limit it to just cigars that came out this year. Um, Mostly because, quite frankly, we don't have a way for everybody to um, try everything. You know, um, availability is limited. uh, and, And I don't mean that from a, like, limited series kind of standpoint. But, like... I mean, um, West Tampa, for example, that's a good one. It, it was our top cigar last year. Um, it's a really new brand, and so it may not have a footprint in as many cigar shops as as it realistically should. Um, and so it's one of those things that maybe people haven't tried it as much. And so um, we didn't want to limit it to just cigars that came out this year because if that's the case, you could end up where you have a lot of nominated cigars that nobody's ever had. So we wanted to keep it open. Um, so what it's going to be is going to be basically just all cigars. And, but the criteria that you're considering when you're nominating this is cigars that are new this year. Or, and or, cigars that are smoking good. For example... The Rojas Blue Bonnet Lancero didn't come out this year, but in my very little bit that I've been smoking it so far, it's smoking well. So if you like it, you can nominate that. It's just one of those things. It, it, it's kind of an open list. Um, we don't take it quite as serious. You know, we don't have nearly as many qualifiers and and, uh, and everything like that. This is just of the parishioners, you know, what what cigar is our top cigar of the year. It can be something that came out 20 years ago that's still smoking wonderfully. It is what it is. So be thinking about your nominations because that'll be coming up here soon. And uh, from there, we'll generate the list and we'll get going with uh, with some voting so that um, we can be unveiling the uh, parishioners top 10 of the year um, in the appropriate time frame. So anyways we got that out of the way um what else is on my list of things to discuss um there's a whole lot of stuff that started shipping to stores um and uh i uh i i I mean it's just one of those things that uh i don't know exactly what to what to highlight there's a um, obviously there's the Perdomo 30th, um, that has started to ship to stores here, um, lately, which that's, uh, boy, that's going to be a, a limited thing, man. Um, that's, uh, I got the, they, they posted a letter, um, where they listed off the stores that are getting that. And I looked and Missouri had, I think one outlaw cigars out in Kansas city, Um, is the only shop in Missouri that's getting it. And I think in Illinois, the only shop that's getting it is in Chicago. So in other words, around my area, nobody's getting it. Um, So there's going to be some definite uh, scarcity to that cigar uh, for a little while. Um, I know two guys in New Hampshire, they're getting it, um, and it's available on their website, so that's good. Um, That might be an opportunity to pick some up uh, via the web. Um, and then J.C. Newman, they've announced that the uh, Leroy Neiman Foundation has uh, – they partnered with them. And the uh, Leroy Neiman 2023 Collector's Edition cigars have, um, have shipped. Um, he apparently was a, uh, an artist um, that uh, – an American artist – that, uh, I guess must have been from the Tampa area because all the profits are being donated to support arts education in Tampa's public schools. Um, anyway, but he, uh, he, he was not only an artist, but he was also a cigar smoker. And so they have, uh, kind of collaborated and made a nice cigar that, uh, if you look at the box, it has some of his art within the box and everything. And so it's a nice, it's a very nice, uh, Uh, little, little homage to, uh, Leroy Neiman's, uh, um, artwork and, uh, everything else. So that's, that's kind of nice. Um, oh, I guess he was from New York City. He had a paint-spattered New York City studio floor. So, um, okay. So, yeah. There we go. New York. But... Anyway, um so that's starting to ship. Uh Placencia has had a number of cigars um ship um uh lately too and um So we got that going on. There's all kinds of good stuff. So, guys, this is the time of year that a lot of stuff starts hitting the stores. So, you know, they're trying to get it in last minute, right before the end of the year, right before the holidays and everything. Um, It typically starts in October, but, you know, there's obviously some stuff starting to trickle out in November. So I guess what I'm telling you is this is the time of year you're going to want to start watching the cigar shop because there's going to be some new stuff coming in. And, uh, hitting the shelves that you're going to want to try. Um. You know, normally with a Lancero, I have to smoke slow. Because otherwise it gets runs and everything. However, this one, I'm yakking and not paying attention. And, uh, I'm letting it go out. So, I have the opposite effect going on here. Um. Also, I apologize. People are blowing my phone up all of a sudden, um, trying to uh, get some stuff accomplished, and uh, uh, I, I, you know, it's what guys. All right, I'm gonna rant for a minute. This <laughs> is what everybody I know wants to hear. But this, is I, this is what I'm gonna rant for a minute. You guys are just kind of stuck in listening to me. You know, the last two months of the year are the most useless freaking months because everybody is checked out. Everybody is checked out. Nobody gives two shits about anything anymore. And yet there are still deadlines that need to be met. There are commitments that need to be fulfilled. And it's the biggest pain in my ass when I'm the one that's stuck having to deal with that while at the same time dealing with people that don't want to do anything. And what I mean by this is I own a newspaper. Everybody knows that I own a newspaper. I own a newspaper and I have ad commitments. People have bought ads for this time of year. Okay. Not necessarily Christmas ads or things like that, but, but you know, just whatever ads, ads have been purchased. Literally, as I sit here, I have gotten a text message from an advertiser that has purchased ads that will be in next week's newspaper next week. Next, next Wednesday, the 22nd, okay? As I record here for Friday um, on Thursday. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's day before and whatever else. But the bottom line is, um, these are going to be in next week's newspaper. I still don't have the ad from them. They are on vacation until Monday, the 20th. Monday, the 20th is when I'm doing my layout this week because Wednesday or Tuesday is my normal layout day. But because of Thanksgiving, I normally would be printing on Wednesday, which is the 22nd. Thanksgiving is the 23rd. Normally, I print on Wednesday. I take it to the post office on Wednesday. It hits mailboxes on Thursday. It will not hit mailboxes on Thursday this week because of Thanksgiving. So I've pushed everything up a day. I have told her this. She's known this forever. But she took off from October 31st until November 20th from work because she has a very busy job throughout the summer and everything so she packs in a month, you know, or so worth of vacation after Halloween. Again, all scheduled, all planned. And she's bought an ad that's set to run in the November 22nd edition and I still don't have the ad. She designs it. She puts it together. I still don't have the ad so I email her and she's telling me now, If asking if Monday afternoon is okay to get me the ad. Technically, I will be laying the paper out. Technically, I can leave a space for it. But my God, why push it to the freaking wire when you literally bought these ads in January of this year? You knew this was all coming up. Why? I I just, I don't get it. I don't understand people pushing things off to the absolute last minute sometimes. Um, Granted. I do it sometimes with the show. I've had a lot going on this month, guys. Uh, it's It's been a busy month. Um, I mean, as it is, I'm recording this right now. My son is at school. I've got my son. I picked him up from school yesterday. I have him today. I have him tomorrow um, because uh, my ex is out of town. And uh, it was either that or God knows who was going to be watching him. So I figured, you know uh she asked me and so i figured yeah i'll take him because again lord only knows who else is going to be doing it but um still you know it's just it's busy it's been very busy but i still managed i i managed to hit my deadlines and that's fine and i guess technically technically she's hitting her deadline by getting me her ad on monday afternoon not really not really because I've told everybody I need everything by Friday this week so that I can get the paper done on Monday. But whatever, you know, such is life. So I'm ranting. I'm ranting I'm bitching for a moment. But that's literally blowing up right now as as I'm recording this, and that's why it's top of mind. The other thing that's blowing up right now as I'm recording this, you guys are getting like a real-time insight into my life. The other text message that came through literally as I hit record... Um was from my landlord telling me that his brother uh has passed away and his brother my landlord lives in Arizona his brother lives locally and lived locally and he was the one that maintained the properties and you know if you had an issue he would come by and you know that kind of thing he was the you know he was the super the 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 guy that kind of maintained everything well God love him, and, uh, you know, prayers be with him. His brother has passed away. And so now, as I sit here, um, I get that text message from my landlord telling me that and telling me that they will be taking time over the next few weeks to decide how to proceed. I'm not entirely sure what that means. What I do know is that I'm on a month-to-month lease. And I do know that they tried to put my building up for sale... Last year, and nobody bought it, but uh, yeah, um, I'm sitting here wondering like what my housing situation is going to be like now that uh, my local um, contact for my landlord has passed away. So that's awesome, got that going for me. Um, you know, it's just one thing after another, but uh, but we persevere, we push on, um. And we take time to enjoy a good cigar. Speaking of which, Rojas Blue Bonnet. I do like this cigar so much. Um, it's a nice. <coughs> a little spice. Oh, pardon me. That was gross. A little something on the retro hair there. Um, and, uh,. Just, it's it's such a nice good cigar. I I've enjoyed it um, ever since it was first introduced to me. And um, normally I'm not a Lancero guy, but this one this one smokes really really well in the Lancero. I've had it in other vitolas. I don't care for it as much in the other vitolas. I'm not saying that it's not good, but I'm saying in my personal opinion, I think the the Blue Bonnet Lancero. Is the one that just hits best. It's just, it's so good. But um, anyway, so why don't we, why don't we get into something else here? I I've, I've ranted and kind of wasted time there with that. But you know, so I'm sorry that I'm bitching about my advertising and you know whatever else. And and that's the other thing. I'm trying to get stuff done early because again, the holidays. You know, like for example, last year. I printed the week of Christmas and the week after Christmas, so that week in between Christmas and New Year's. I printed those two editions at the exact same time. you have any idea how hard it was to wrangle cats in order to get everything I needed for two editions at one time? And then I'm just hoping and praying that City Hall doesn't burn down or something that week because, well, paper's already done, so you can't really do anything, but... I, you know, I'm going to try and do that again this year because it was kind of nice having a week off. I mean, that's the thing, you know, nobody thinks about this, but, uh, I can't really take a week off with this job. Um, I can't take, I can't take time off, you know, as it is with the podcast. I've had things I, for a while there, I was clicking along. I was getting stuff, uh, pre-scheduled and and pre-recorded and it was, it was kind of nice. I had things going and, Somewhere along the way, I hit a bit of a bit of a snag with that to where now I'm back on a like, you know, right before it's due kind of schedule. And I need to get back to to getting things kind of done in advance. Um, But the problem with that is this is the time of year that getting guests and getting co-hosts and that sort of thing. It's it's a little difficult. You know, it's uh, people are busy. The holidays are here. People have other commitments and that sort of thing. And I understand, you know, it's it's what it is. So um we'll have to see how it goes um i don't know uh the the i it it's it's what it is so anyway let's do this it's time for the Villager cigars entertainment report brought to you by Villager. Villager cigars one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world founded in 1888 and still family owned and operated Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villiger Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. And guys, I do want to thank the fine folks at Villiger and Rene Castaneda because, uh, they have committed they're going to come back and we're going to do another year of the uh villager cigars entertainment report and uh you know so i want to i want to thank them for their continued support and sponsorship of the cigar pulpit and uh you know there we go and then uh we uh it's it's just it's nice it's always nice when people um continuing and and work with us more because i you know big fans so anyway um and then, of course, obviously, there's there's Aladino and uh, the Riverman Cigar Company. You know, we they did, they, they they're they're my stalwarts and 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 Nick over at my monthly cigars as well. You know, they're they're my stalwarts. They just kind of. Always hang on and always continue and everything, but uh, but Villiger, this is the conclusion. You know, we're coming up on the conclusion of their first year, and uh, they saw the value in it and they they wanted to keep at it. And so, you know, at the conclusion of their first year, I want to I want to thank them uh, for for continuing on and, and adding themselves to the list of of my constant stalwart you know supporters, so that uh, we can keep at this and and uh, bring you what you but well. We're bringing you this. I don't know if this one is necessarily my finest hour, but it's uh, it's one of those things. I always look back and think about that comment that Paul listener Paul made, which was, uh, you know, a new episode with even just me by myself is better than a repeat. So this is what she asked for, Paul. Now, speaking of Paul, Paul's going to be in St. Louis here soon. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting together and seeing Paul. Anyway, it's time for the listener, or uh, listener, Villiger Cigars Entertainment Report. And, uh, what have I been watching this week? Um, I saw the Marvels, the new, uh, Captain Marvel movie. And, um, you know, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I went into. Uh, okay, so let me back up. I have been behind on the Marvel movies. Um,. After the second Doctor Strange, I kind of was like, oh, "God, I, I was I was burnt out." The TV shows weren't doing it for me anymore, and I just I kind of wanted to to take a break. So I did. I uh, I did not go see Guardians of the Galaxy three. I did not go see the se- uh, third Ant Man. Um, I haven't really watched any Marvel TV, and so I just kind of took a break. Well. randomly sitting in the Ice Tent of Love one night, having a cigar. I was like, what am I going to watch? I said, screw it. Let's throw on Guardians. So I threw on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I really liked it. It was really good. It was a lot better than the second one. Um, and uh, the stuff with Rocket was so sad. Um, but anyway, it was, it was such a good movie. So then I figured, you know what? I've only got one more to catch up on. Let's catch up on Ant-Man. So I watched Ant-Man Quantum Mania. And uh, that movie obviously fed into the greater Marvel movie puzzle that they've got going on, you know, with uh, with Kang and and this timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly multiverse stuff they've got going on. And so um, it was okay. It was I, I, I knew that that stuff was involved in it and so i kind of went into it f- was knowing that there were some decent parts um but it was not so much an ant-man movie as much as it was an ant-man movie that fueled the greater story so which is kind of how i felt about dr strange too it wasn't a good dr strange movie it was just a movie that advanced along the larger the larger story of the marvel universe and so it's kind of like i don't know I feel like movies are being made and they're being labeled as one character, but those characters aren't getting any growth. And I think, and that's the biggest problem is that there's just not, you know, it's shoehorned. It's, 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 uh, it's just kind of one of those things where these movies aren't about the characters as much as they're about advancing along the storyline. So that's what I was worried about with, with the Marvels. Um, First of all, I did not like the first Captain Marvel movie. I thought Brie Larson was a fucking robot. Um, she was boring. She she was kind of had an attitude, she was angry and just I did not like the first Captain Marvel movie. Um and then the other the, you had you had uh Monica Rambeau. She was from WandaVision and she got her powers in WandaVision, the TV show. I was a little curious as to what she's been up to personally. I, I it wasn't like enough that I was like I'll go see it, you know. And then there's um, Kamala, I think was her name, Kamala Khan. I don't know the the the, the girl from Ms. Marvel. That was a Disney Plus Marvel TV show. I didn't even watch that. I was not the target audience for that. I'm not criticizing the show. I'm I've heard it was actually pretty good. But I'm not the target audience for that. It that, that was skewed younger and skewed female and whatever else. And I just, I wasn't interested. Um, but she was in this movie. And so I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to go see her. And first of all, Kamala didn't bother me nearly as much as I thought she would based off the previews. Based off the previews, I thought she was going to be so obnoxious and annoying. She wasn't. She was fun, and her family was a little obnoxious, but she herself was fun. I, I actually really liked her as a character, enough that I haven't gone back to watch it yet, but I, I'm probably going to go back and watch her show now. Um, and the chemistry between the three women I thought was really good. Um, Brie Larson did a much better acting job in this. She was much more likable and and decent uh, at times. Still, kind of a, a a bit of a robot, but in the grand scheme of things, she was she was much better. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, he was entertaining as as always. And yes, the plot was a little thin. The bad guy had next to no character development, which is a constant criticism of the Marvel movies. And uh, all in all, it just was what it was. But, um, you know, so story-wise, in terms of the movie, I'd give it a solid C. But in terms of the fact that it was a a movie that advanced along the greater Marvel Universe storyline, it also managed to have some character development and growth. And so I was really happy with it. Um, I actually walked out of there much more entertained and much more pleased after that movie than I thought I was going to be going into it. Um, I went on a, on a day, our local movie theater here on Tuesdays, they do $6 movies. And so, um, I went and saw it for six bucks cause I was like, I'm not going to pay full price, but I'll go for six bucks. And it was good. I liked it. I dug it. Um, and my God, it, it, there was a the the, the post credits little thing that Marvel does. Holy crap! That that I'll admit that that hooked me. That hooked me back. I'm I'm feeling back in the mood for the Marvel stuff again. Um, which is good because I still have I now have a second season of Loki to watch, and I'm hearing that that's amazing. So, um, I'm probably gonna have to sit down. I started actually watching it. Um, I started watching the first episode of the second season of Loki. Got about 10 minutes into it, turned it off and realized I need to watch the first season of Loki again because I don't know anything about what is going on right now. Um, They waited entirely too long between the first season and the second season of that show um, for me to be able to remember what's going on. So um, I need to watch the first season again. But thankfully, I think it's only like six episodes, so I should be able to blow through that pretty quick. Um, otherwise, otherwise, what have I been watching? Um, I really haven't watched much else. Um, Thomas the Tank Engine, because that's always what's on at my house whenever my kid's over. Used to be Storybots. Thankfully, he's moved on to Thomas. And so now I get to watch Thomas, but, um, and I can recite some of those episodes by heart now. But all in all, um, that's, that's fine. I can deal with it. And, uh, you know, there's some music. Max and I were singing along to the uh, the Thomas song about traveling the world the other night. So, you know, they got the little words at the bottom with the follow the bouncing ball. So that's kind of cool, you know. Um, otherwise, that's the Villiger Cigars Entertainment Report. Um, and then in terms of my Rojas Blue Bonnet, I'm not quite halfway I'm digging it. It's it's a really good, solid cigar. I know I've done it on the show before. So if you want a more elaborate review, um, hopefully I gave one in the other previous episodes. I just got pegged by a leaf. Um, in the head. I was hit in the head by a leaf. I need to watch my phrasing there because, yeah, the other one has other connotations. Um, otherwise, uh, coming up on the show, I don't... don't really have a whole lot, uh, you know, next week, um, I'm going to be sitting down with, uh, listener Paul while he's in town, so I'm sure we'll probably have a, have a repeat, uh, appearance of his, um, and actually, that, that'll be a good show, guys, because the last time I sat down with listener Paul, he had told me some things about himself that, um, quite frankly, in my haste, I had forgotten, and, uh, we're going to talk about uh, this time for sure because um, the dude has got uh, a couple of items on his resume that I think are really interesting that I really want to touch on um, and then what else is coming up um, um, I don't know um, ask the boys is kind of a mess um, I have one technically I have two calls Um And uh, on the old hotline and um, nobody has sent an email yet. So the prospect of an ask the boys episode this month is kind of light. What I'm probably going to end up doing with those two calls is seeing if I can bring them in as audio files. And um, maybe I'll just uh, if they're both really solid, good calls, um, we might base some episodes around them Um, because uh, I don't I don't think the the normal ask the voice format is gonna work. And that's on me. It's been almost a month since the last one and uh uh I've just been swamped. I haven't taken the time to, to really dive in. Um I know a listener Bear he reached out and said Google Voice is um an option. I have downloaded the app, have not gone through. I know I'm gonna end up having to select a phone number because I don't think I can have Google Voice Use the phone number that I'm using through the Sideline app. I don't think um, so. There's a very real possibility that the hotline number is going to change, and if that's the case, that's the case. I mean, it's what it is. You know, we've had a, a really good run with the zero 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 zero, but uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll 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 do what we have to do because if the app doesn't work, the app doesn't work. Um, it's also possible that my dongle's not working right. Um. Although it seems to work right with every other app, so I don't freaking know. Um. Anyway, so I I I'll keep working on that. But um. Yeah. You know. We'll we'll have our usual brand of wackiness, and then uh. It's already that time of year. I've been planning and uh getting things set and ready for TPE next year. That's going to be the end of January. Um. So you know we'll have that PCA. Kind of follows at the end of March. I'm still up in the air about p c a guys I'd like to go. I say that every year. I'd really like to go realistically it's uh it's a financial issue uh with them having it over the weekend and into the beginning part of the following week um you have higher uh costs for airfare and for hotels um and so I don't know the logistics of that. Additionally, in order to go to PCA as a media uh, member, you have to be a PCA media partner. That requires spending I don't know 450, 500 bucks, whatever it is, to be a media partner with PCA. I'm sure I could get in as uh, you know through through one of my shops that I know, or you know whatever. But uh, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Like if I'm going around doing media stuff, but I'm wearing a badge that says Ash and Ale, for example, or Riverman, for example. Um, I don't want to get those shops in trouble because they let somebody in that shouldn't have been in. You know that kind of thing. So um, I don't. I don't want to do that. So I want. I like. I'm a rule follower. I like doing things on the up and up. So um, so that's the thing. I mean, for me to go to PCA, I'm looking at probably about two grand just to start. That's not even taking, you know, that might include some food and and whatnot, but I mean, like, in the grand scheme of life, it's not going to be a cheap trip to to go to Vegas um, for PCA. And that's right on the heels of TP. So, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Um, maybe if uh, we get some, some more advertisers on the show or something like that. Um... Speaking of which, I want to ask you guys. Um, I'm just gonna be blunt and ask. So, I'm trying to find a way that I can offer up something of value to um, manufacturers that are of small brands that don't have big advertising budgets, because you have like you have the guys like the big guys, you have the really big guys that have. They have legitimate advertising budgets, and let's be real, they spend it. I mean, flip through any epi- issue of Cigar Aficionado, and uh, you'll see a lot of money printed on those pages. Um, those ads in that magazine are not cheap. Not cheap at all. Someday, someday, I would love to get my hands on a rate sheet for that magazine just so that I can see exactly what everybody's paying. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But uh, it's not cheap. And, you know, those guys, they don't, they've got brand recognition. They don't need me. They don't, they don't, they're not playing in my, my playground is much too small for them. Um, Then there's some, some companies that, uh, you know, they, they have, um, they have their reasons that they've opted to work with me. You know Villiger, for example. I, you know, I've talked with Renee about this extensively, and you know they're they're doing everything they can to build brand awareness, and so they're, you know, I'm a I'm an affordable way for them to uh, to to reach you guys, the listeners, and to to expose you to their cigars, and so they uh, they have decided to work with me, and same with Aladino. Um, it's 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 a good way for for them to get a little bit of, of additional brand awareness at a at an affordable price. Um, but they're at one level, another financial level. But then there's the littlest of the little guys. You know, there's the guys like, and I'm not saying this in any sort of derogatory way. I don't mean to, you know, pick on any companies. I'm not saying that. It's it's just, it's factual. You have guys like Mickey Pegg and uh, Michael Herklotz that are maybe only a couple of years into their, their, you know, uh, ownership journey. And so, um, any money that's coming into them is being put into making new cigars and paying for travel and, uh, you know, things of that nature. Cause I mean, look at them, those two guys that I just named, Dude, they travel so much. And travel is not cheap. Travel is not cheap. Hotel rooms are not cheap. Fuck, hotel rooms are stupid these days. If you guys haven't... If you're... I mean... Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I, I don't travel nearly as much as I'd like to. But... God! Hotel rooms are ridiculous. I mean... Hotel rooms that maybe used to be 79 bucks are now 150 bucks. Hotel rooms that used to be 150 to $200 are now $400 and that sort of thing. There's a hotel by my dad's house, Fishers, Indiana, okay? Fishers, Indiana. It's a courtyard by Marriott. That courtyard by Marriott, last I looked, is charging $434 a night to stay at this freaking hotel. And let me tell you, I've stayed at this hotel before. I've stayed there a couple different times. Never paid that much. Never once paid that much. Never would pay that much. It was not that nice. The, they didn't even have a... They have a restaurant, but it's not like a restaurant... Like It's not like they do the free breakfast in the morning or something like that. It's it's it, The Courtyard by Marriott, it's, it's a hotel that's designed for business travelers, I guess, from what I've been told. And so... Um, they have breakfast in the morning, but it's a menu, and you got to pay for it additionally. So, it, it it it's 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 just one of those things that I look at this and I'm like, what the fuck is making this worth four hundred and something dollars? Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe they're just booked up that weekend. I don't, whatever. Anyway, the bottom line is hotel costs are outrageous. Flight costs are outrageous. Um, rental cars and in my most recent experience, rental cars are not exactly cheap. So I understand that like guys like Herklotz and, and Mickey Peg are are struggling with their company budgets to afford all of the travel that they're doing on top of you know having to actually get product made and, and everything. So So a marketing budget is not really within their realm of possibility. And so I wanted to I, I, I'd say all that to say. That I want to do something that can benefit those small companies. Something that's within a price point where it pays for my time, my effort to do it. And, you know, because let's be real, my time and effort is worth something. That's something that a lot of creatives um, ignore and something that I will tell any creative, um, don't ignore, you know, uh, Dave over at the smoking butts and tap and ash podcast. Um, he's an artist. He, he draws, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an artist and he's done some logo work and various other things like that. And, um, I, you know, he and I have talked about it and, and how, you know, it's, People people undervalue and they they think, oh, you know, just just make this for me. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Just just draw me up something real quick. It takes you real quick. There's a lot of time, effort and energy that goes into making something that's good, not something that's just quick. There's quick and there's good. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of thought that goes into things and that's worth something. Your time and effort and energy is worth something. And so, but at the same time, you want to, you want to work with people. um, You don't want to, you don't want to just rob them blind. And that's something I've been always very proud of, um, both with my newspaper and I try to do it with this podcast as well, is that I don't want to work with somebody that, uh, I don't want to just take their money. I don't want it to be a situation where I just take their money and uh, they don't get anything out of it, you know? Um, I've, i think I've told this story before on the show. I remember when Dan Ponder came to me and said, I want to advertise on the, on the pulpit. And I sat down with him. I'm like, Dan, you're just one shop in St. Louis. I don't know what I can do for you. Um, my listenership is all over the place and I don't know what I can do for you. And it was when he told me that he did mail order, that that's when I realized how I can help him. And thankfully you guys have stepped up. You guys have stepped up. He's he gets pulpit orders. He gets pulpit orders. He gets plenty of pulpit orders. You know, is it a is it a, a direct one for one to where like you know is he profiting big off of the pulpit? Probably not huge, but um, but maybe you know if at the very least you guys that maybe don't have a lounge near you or a shop near you and you're considering to go online. Maybe instead of going to to any one of the big online cigar companies or or sites, maybe instead of going to CI, maybe instead of going to Thompson's, maybe you consider calling up Dan at Riverman and saying, you know, I know that I could get it cheaper on the the wholesale sites, you know, the, the CI and the Thompson's, but this is an opportunity for me to support a brick and mortar. I've talked about that in his ad. You know, that, that that counts for something. And so I appreciate that you guys do that. But I want to make sure that my advertisers get something out of it. On the flip side, I I just don't know what to do. Um, so I guess what oh, this whole ramble, this whole... I am rambling. I know I'm rambling. This ramble, what it comes down to is, if I were to offer up a, a very affordable priced advertising package to smaller companies and what that package basically was was a maybe depending on time uh well here just for shits and googles i'm curious about something um that is maybe a 30 second 30 second commercial on the podcast if I were to offer up 30 sec- uh, a thirty-second commercial, let's say, and and let's say it's a you know commercial for All Saints, and it's a it's a thirty-second spot um, about All Saints cigars, um, <sighs> I realize that you guys are all going to sit back and go, oh god, not commercials. But if I were to offer up a commercial to these guys, would you would you pay attention? Would you actually listen, or or would it be like one of those things where it's like? Fast forward 30 seconds, and then you're back to it, you know? Um, I guess I just want to know, like, you know, would you, do you do you pay attention to that? Do you pay attention to the commercials? I know uh, with the Cigar Authority, you know, obviously the Jose Dominguez ad is has broken through. This Aladino one they've got going where they're singing and whatnot's broken through. Um, you know, but I, I guess I'm just wondering if... Uh, I want to make it worth their money. I I don't want to just take take money, you know, using Mickey again as an example. If Mickey if I were to go to Mickey and and pitch this and he were to agree to it, I wouldn't want to just take his money just sitting back knowing that y'all are just going to hit fast forward. I want to I want to make sure that it, he actually gets something out of it. So um anyway, I guess that's where I'm at is I'm looking for some listener input as to uh um how to integrate, but I also want to make sure that it's separated in terms of levels. Like for example, Aladino and Villiger and Dan, you know, they they they've agreed to one package, and I want them to uh, to get realistically. I want them to get more than what I would be offering in this new package because this new package would be cheaper, but at the same time. I don't want it to, I don't want it to be on level because that's not fair. You know, if, uh, if one is paying X and the other is paying Y, I don't want them to get the same amount of promotion out of it. If, uh, if they're not paying the same amount of money, if that makes sense. I don't I, anyway, I'm rambling. I'm, I'm bringing you guys in on behind the scenes crap that quite frankly, I don't have figured out and, I'm doing that because I don't really have much to talk about today. So anyway, I probably ought to just go ahead and do this. This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and... 20% Twenty percent off any items in the online store at mymonthlycigars.com. That's offer code pulpit. Thanks. While you're over there, make sure you try the fucking good coffee. Um, I know he did his pumpkin spice thing in uh, when that when that season started. So. Um, who knows? Maybe Nick's got a Christmas blend coming up. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it. I might be putting him on the spot by saying this. But uh, even if he doesn't, he's still got the lounge blend. He's got the Daily Press, which is the pulpit-approved blend. And, you know, guys, just uh, get get yourself some fucking good coffee and uh, some cigars, and you're, you're, you're living a fucking good life. Um, in terms of the socials, I'm available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. I'm on Facebook, where we have the Pulpit Parishioners group. You can get in on that. It's a private group, so just go there, request access, and you know, you'll know you get in, and everybody will be fine. Uh, we got Twitter slash X, where I don't really do a whole lot. I should do more. I dabbled the other week with it, and um, results actually weren't too bad. But, uh, you know, the audience there is much smaller. Um, uh, YouTube, where you can watch this. And in terms of Ask the Boys again, like I said, I, I think for this month what's going to end up happening instead of doing an actual full Ask the Boys episode for November, I think what's going to happen is that I'm going to take the, the calls that I've gotten and see if I can make them into episodes. But um, for right now, until I announce a, Google Vo- a new hotline number and a Google Voice and everything like that, you can always email me at nick at cigarpulpit.com. That's N-I-C-K at cigarpulpit.com and uh get your uh, questions in that way and speaking of CigarPulpit.com, i have been putting in some effort getting some new content put up on there uh mostly just you know I, I get a lot of press releases from different companies and so i've been adding those so that you guys can stay informed about you know stuff coming out and that sort of thing and um uh, show episodes and things of that nature so make sure you head on over to CigarPulpit.com and sign up for that email newsletter there's going to be a little pop up that comes up talking about signing up for the parishioners newsletter that will be starting in January I know I have threatened this before this is going to happen this time I'm starting that up in January so make sure you get um, signed up on the list and that way you can stay informed I promise I will not blow up your inbox we're talking one time a week I don't know what day but we're talking one time a week that the email will come out. So it will not be, you're not going to get four emails a day every day from me. I promise I don't have time for that. And you know, you don't have time to read that. So anyway, um, I think that's where we're at. Um, final thoughts on the Rojas blue bonnet. I love it. Thank you, Seth. It's a great cigar. It's been nice to sit and relax and have one. And, uh, Anyway, I think I'm going to uh, stop the rambling and um, address all of the text messages that have come in while I've been doing this and figure out like uh, kind of what's going on. So anyway, guys, um, yeah, if if you could just kind of mull over what I thought, what I talked about with the advertising, you know, shoot me a message, shoot me a message through, you know, Instagram or the pulpit group or or like I said, email or whatever just kind of let me know your thoughts. I know ads can be annoying, but um you know, what we got to remember is these cigar manufacturers have very limited amounts of of money and very limited amounts of advertising opportunity available to them. And so, um we need to make sure that uh that 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 they they can do what they need to do and and inform us. I mean, that's the thing. Ultimately, they're 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 not trying to I mean, yes, they're trying to sell us on their product, but at the same time they're trying to inform us about their product. And for all you know, they might be trying to tell you about your next new favorite cigar. And because you're tuning out on the advertising, you're you're missing out on some good information. So, something to keep in mind, something to consider. So, anyway, guys, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Also, forget, I am being remiss and I'm going to correct that now. I did forget, I wanted to give a shout out to a gentleman who um, on Instagram goes by Personal Stash Cigars, and that's S T A C H E, so like a mustache. Personal Stash Cigars. Um, he has been messaging me and And, uh, we've been going back and forth and chatting about his ice tent. He has uh, got himself an ice tent put together for his wintertime smoking, um, enjoyment. And, um, it's been fun to, uh, go back and forth with him about, um, his ice tent because he's got, you know, he lives up in, uh, Buffalo, New York and it gets super cold and windy, uh, windy and, uh, I'm I'm curious to see how this works cuz I'll tell you I put my ice tent through the ringer um you know with uh with the St. Louis winters but man we don't get anything near like he gets there in Buffalo so I'm very curious to know how his tent uh is holding up but anyway if you guys are also working on ice tents and things of that nature you know let me know I'm I'm happy to uh Give whatever limited advice and help I can give to uh, help make your wintertime smoking enjoyable. All right. Take care, guys.